So yeah. Welcome back to episode three of the People's Podcast. Today I have a very special guest. He's one of my good friends, one of the best rappers I've seen. Now a lot of people say they can rap, but you know, you just you just smile when they spit some bars like that's good, but really it's not. This dude can rap. Not only does he write sick lyrics, he actually sounds good when he does it. He's like a mixture of Lecrae, and I don't know. I don't really know rap art. The point is he's good. So here's my really good friend, Gabe Sanchez, a.k.a. Guyvers. What's up? <laughs> What's up, bro? I'm glad to be here, man. Yeah. Bro, that sushi we got right before this was good. Bro, best sushi I think I've had so far. We just went to a sushi place. It's called I Heart Sushi in Clovis. It is phenomenal. It's good. Yeah, dude. Now at least I know I have a place that I could just go to, you know, yeah. to eat and just have some bomb sushi, bro. Like, finally. Yeah. Bro, I, I won't lie, though. Every time I got sushi, it was always somewhere out of town, though. Yeah. Like, nah. literally, yeah. It's, it's homegrown. Yeah, for real, dude. <laughs> so, before I get into this, um, you only met because your, your girlfriend is actually my wife's best friend. Yeah. And we got to know each other. My first experience with you when we met each other at that restaurant, I was like, bro, this guy dresses good. <laughs> and when I found out, like, oh, he raps and stuff, I was like, oh, he raps. You know, everyone raps. You know, I was like, whatever. But when I heard you drop some lines, I was like, dude, this dude got some. So, before we even get into it, Drop a few bars of one of your songs you have for us. All right, Seriously. let's go. So I'll do my one of my bars that I did. Actually, when I was like around maybe 16 or 17 years old, probably one of the first things I've ever uh, ever rapped. And then just so you get a little hint of that, just know, though, that as the years went by, kind of got a little, a little better, you know, here and there. But, you know, you already know. So here we go. Yeah. So, it's your boy got burst, at it again, never end, comprehend my action and passion that I'm about to send, live it, live it, never let up till I finish, pursuing the movement that I'm into when I'm falling for these gimmicks, our life was made for more, yet we tend to settle for less, think of that your name and last is the only way to impress, trying to lift that stash and common denominator to record breaker, but tell me this, what's a world record to the world change, aha, you can have money for days, but you can't amount your checkbook to the price that Jesus paid, so leave it to the ravens where they go out and scavenge, extend your heart of faith to become above Average get big is the goal, powered by is the motto. Like Marvel versus Capcom, take it a lot with three hit combo. Similarly to Infinity, Symphony, and Ministry, my view of what I do is to represent higher imagery. Dang. That's dope. You just remind me, you ever see the Breakfast Club, like drop a bar, you know? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm on that level, but really I'm not. We're just in my kitchen. <laughs> That's dope, bro. Um, The question, I've asked you this a lot, bro. You need to put something out. You are... So, like, there's a lot of people, you're like, you're anointed. And for people that don't know what that anointed means, it's like our way in ministry of saying, you got a gift on you, you got some talent. That's our way of saying you're talented in a spiritual sense. It makes you sound cool. Mm -hmm. But, bro, when I heard you rap, spit, whatever you guys call it, not only was like, this guy is good, but I also knew in that moment, this dude has some talent on his life. Because you, you find a way, and I don't listen to a lot of rap music, but I feel like it's all, maybe not ne not negative, but very self-indulging. Like, how can I make me look good? But you have a message and your songs and your and your rhymes that are really uplifting and that really point people towards Jesus. And I feel like there's some good Christian rap artists, but we need someone who's on that level, bro. Like, you know, on that mm -hmm. top of that can really bleed into other areas of the world and culture and really give, like, you know, life's not just about us. Like, there's purpose besides this. And I feel like you got that on you, bro. Yeah, yeah. and I won't lie either, man. Like, 
just because you know like um you know obviously a lot of like the stereotype of like when it comes to rappers they always have to be this certain you know the certain thing or they have to you know reach the certain standard or you know have this depiction around them but at the same time too like for me when i started rapping it was never i was in a place where i never felt like i had anything you know or i wasn't worth anything in my life at the at the time you know it was a place where i felt like so low like to where music was actually the only way that i felt like i was escaping it from it all you know i would just remember literally sitting in my room you know locking my door up you know uh, putting my headphones on and just zoning out but you know it was during that time of feeling like i had nothing you know feeling like i was um you know or i had no value you know personally for me to realize, you know, and for God to use me in a mighty way in this. And so that's why when it comes to the things that I write about, you know, the, the way that I carry myself, you know, just as a person, you know, reflects in the music that I do. And so like when I'm, when I'm writing uh, rhymes, you know, I want it not only to be something that's, you know, obviously something that maybe people can understand, somebody can relate to, but at the same time, it's coming from a place deep within myself, you know, where it's very personal to me. Mm -hmm. And so obviously the, the verse that I wrote and I just, uh, and I just shared right now, you know, um, actually during that time I was, you know, a, a very young, you know, still trying to figure my, my style out. But at the same time too, you know, as time grew on, it was like, you know what, I don't mind sharing this uh, this side about me you know or i don't mind you know doing this or doing that you know because at the same time you know by opening up and being more transparent is something that literally the more transparent i am the more people can relate to it it's like wow you know i don't have to feel ashamed of this part of me or this thing that i had to go through because sometimes your struggle and things that you overcame and you know the things that you're feeling I guess you know trapped in or sometimes the things that you don't want to open up about can actually be somebody else's testimony mm. and something that can be shared with them so that they can actually feel like you know they have that purpose you know they have that meaning in their life yeah and you just said that about um you know sometimes our struggle in other words can be someone's testimony mm -hmm. and that was the purpose of this podcast and you know I just told you right now before we did this mm -hmm. why I did this. And for those who don't know I had a friend I'm not going to say names or anything like that because, you know, it's not, I just, I don't want to do that, put them like that. But what really sparked this idea of a podcast, because from when I was younger, I felt like there was a call in my life to do ministry. And I didn't want to tell you, that's lame, bro. I want to fight. Mm -hmm. I want to do MMA. But um, I feel more drawn to it and drawn. I feel like there's something about this stage right here of a podcast that I don't get on stage and preaching. And I love preaching. I love teaching. I just, it's, I feel like it, it's, you ever have that thing? Like you feel like when you do that, like nothing else matters. Like mm -hmm. you're, you're fulfilling what you were aligned to do. I feel like that when I preach and I teach, but there's something about this that's really deeper. It's a conversation. So I had this friend and this is why I decided to start this podcast where, um, they were struggling with depression and you know, people are like, I struggle with depression, but they don't mean it. like this person was deeply rooted in it. Mm -hmm. And I got to a place where like, you know, I don't want to live anymore. And I remember them telling me and it broke my heart and I was like, come on, you like, you know, like, I was like, I don't know what to say. And I finally told him, I was like, you know, go talk to this. Go talk to someone. There's someone I knew. I was like, talk to him. I was like, if you feel like that doesn't help, you do what you got to do. And they went and they talked to this person. I remember I remember the day after they talked to him, they were like, I feel better. Like, it mm -hmm. wasn't, like, they weren't perfect, but there, there was traction. I think there's something the devil does. Whether you believe in the devil, whether you believe in heaven or hell or not, there's something true about this where isolation is not good for human yeah. for the human experience isolation kills you what do you do when you're ashamed to go into isolation what do you do when you're afraid to go into isolation don't tell anyone they're gonna look bad at me but we need each other and we need to tell people on this person 
when I talked to this other person, like they felt good, they were getting better. And it made me think how many people out there in this world are struggling deeply with depression or fear or anxiety and are so afraid to say it. And hopefully this can be a way of a conversation where no one has to know. Maybe if you're afraid where you can hear this and feel like, oh, wait, Gabe said he's going through it. I'm going through that. Mm-hmm. Oh, Christian, he's been, oh, this is how I'm not alone because the devil wants us to feel alone and it's not true and, and it's not good and we need each other. So it's true, bro. And that's why I love your lyrics so much because not only are you one of my good friends and you, you, you sound good when you say it, but like there's so much truth to it. And I think putting stuff in our ears mm-hmm. and having it resonate, what you put in comes out. The Bible said what you put in will come out. So when you're putting negativity in, it's going to come out. Mm-hmm. When you're putting positive lyrics and positive words into your body, it's going to resonate and it's going to become who you are. You become what you hear, what you see, what you put in. Mm-hmm. So I think I, I'm really I'm really proud and I'm really I'm, I'm so happy to get to know someone like you who does this because I think we need that in this world. Someone yeah. who's willing to say, you know, I'm going to put it out there because people need help. Even if people laugh at me, even if I'm born when I can get rejected by people, people need help and I'm willing yeah. to do it. So I really appreciate that about you. Yeah, of course. And then also there's um, a spoken word that I actually wrote about, I would say maybe, I would say maybe like six months ago mm-hmm. or maybe a little bit longer than that, that I wrote where I wanted to take a moment to actually uh, grab my phone and, and I literally was just in, in my office or my what I call my lab. You know, yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. I work on all the music. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to, you know, sit down and write something that and write it as if I was never going to share it to anybody else. And it was just sharing it with myself. And, you know, and basically once I have that completely written out, then I will break that vulnerability side of me so that I can expose that mm-hmm. so that people can relate to it and so i titled it enter within and so i'm going to share it with you right now For sure of course all right so enter within Whispers in my thoughts that cloud my mind like a sauna. Mentally bound and drowned with the tide of life to my body filled with trauma. Clearing the cobwebs inside, access denied, but here's the key. Don't take this lightly, these blinds were tied by pride so that it may never be seen. I'm critiquing my speech, I'm internally weak. I chose never to speak of what's resonating for years within me. Leaking then tweaking my tears, I think it's about time I release. You see, I felt I could shout at the top of my lungs. And still no one would hear. Now my voice so loud you can't silence the echo. Now let go and veer. They say nothing comes great from the city or place. But I hope to break that limited mind state. Hesitate not. Nah, leave you in awe of how it was burned. But now I'm too raw? Nah. You see many may look at me strange like I'm egotistic down to the core. But don't realize for the longest I thought I had nothing to be proud for. I was sinking like a tar pit. Psychically lost it. Feeling the urge to fly. Yeah my heart was shredded. Am I indebted to live through this pain? Or die? You see, it takes a lot for me to be open and share the things never spoken. Because the confident guy you see, huh, is just the man who I want to be. You see, I was verbally torn down, not ironically, verbally, hurriedly reaching the crowds. But on my own time, I'm speechless. You might need a pickaxe to break and reach this. I'm afraid to relapse from the scars and the gaps that once had a grasp, I'm shutting. Why you think my friends get annoyed how off I cruise and choose to be distant? No text or call, no reception at all, but don't blame my carrier. I just know what it's like for, for the closest people to hurt me, so I build barriers. Hey, Gabe, could have had a V8. Is that what you bang in my brain and facepalm the walls in my head? I dare you. Do it again. But wait. I need to stop and think ahead. You see, I'm feeling like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde because my other side tries to gain power. It tastes pretty sour, so the big question, why do I even give it the chance to devour? I misdirect my emotions like how towards my family I get defensive. 
but it's an automatic reaction created by moments where I felt defenseless. I'm advertising my internal billboard, but the frame couldn't carry it all because there is more. If it's a mirror, I want to break that, start from scratch, and pick up my notepad. And to the ones who care, I feel you. And if you're surprised, I hope I don't scare you. Because if I sugarcoat how I discuss this, I wouldn't be doing you or myself justice. So please, for once, enter within. Hmm. That's good. That's deep. And there's layers to that. That's really good, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing you said in there that really resonated with me. I think that's the thing about art in any form is what makes something art is it resonates with people on a deeper level. It's mm-hmm. a word that opens up so much thought and possibility. And one thing you said on there was um how you pretend if you want to be, you act like the man you want to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so true so many times. As one thing about psychology is we tend to be what we, we tend to be what we want which is usually the opposite of who we are mm-hmm. so you'll see a lot of times you see kids who are bullies in school mm-hmm. who bully people usually we trace it back they were bullied they don't have a, they have an issue at the home there's something going on mm-hmm. you see people who act like the man like i'm good I'm, i got this i'm in charge they're usually weak it's the it's like a mask that they're trying to, to keep on you know to if they think that there it's some way to cope with what they're going through but at the same time it's like you're just Hitting the symptoms but not killing the root, you know, exactly. of what's going on. Yeah. It's, it's a diff, it's, it's, an, it's a coping mechanism. It's like drugs or alcohol. It, it numbs the issue for a moment, but the issue's still there. It's like if there's a weed and it keeps chopping the top, it's going to grow. Mm-hmm. That's why you see people in situations where they're, they, they, they have a reoccurring issue. Like, I dealt with this. I dealt with it. So I dealt with my anxiety. I dealt with my fear. Why is it there? And it's, you dealt with the surface. Here's the, here's the point. And I'm going to say something very honest for those who listen. I'm just going to be real. Anything you try to find in this life as a coping mechanism will always cut the top off. It will never take the root. The only way to get the root is Jesus, and here is why. We are born with a hole in our heart that we need to fill. We fill it with drugs, with fame, with power, whatever it is. Jesus can fill that hole. The reason why we are searching as humans and we're advancing technology is because we're trying to find purpose. Why are we here? Mm-hmm. Jesus is why we're here. Jesus is the reason. And anything outside of that is never going to be fulfilling. It's always going to be temporary. And I always tell that to people. People are like, but I'm happy though. I'm like, yeah. Happy life without Jesus is like drinking dirty water in the desert. Mm-hmm. It tastes good. It's water. But I got some Fiji water right here. But when you try to Fiji water, you, your mind opens up to the possibilities. Like, oh wait, there's levels. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't the cat. The cat's here. That's what Jesus is. People think there's happiness here. But when you meet Jesus and you have a moment, you realize the cap is so far beyond. Mm-hmm. And I think you... Your words like that, and that's what art does, and that's what you do, bro. Your words are simple words. You're not out there saying Jesus loves you straight up, mm-hmm. but you're having ways to get people to think. You say a word like, wait, why Why am I trying to wear a mask? Why, why am I trying to have it? Why, why am I doing this? And it causes us to search. And whenever we search for true answers of mm-hmm. open mind, usually they, we always get led to Jesus. Yeah, exactly. And also, too, like one thing that also inspired me to write that, too, is, and I mean, to everybody that's listening right now, from what... I've, uh, you know, from what I've, you know, heard and from when I was going through a lot of things, you know, obviously, you know, one thing I will say is like a lot of the people, especially at my at my church and my youth group at the time, you know, they were they were the ones who actually, you know, helped me in a lot of ways and, you know, guided me towards uh, towards Jesus. I think and, you know, and during with their, you know, with everything that they did and everything that they said, like it really affected me, like it really mm-hmm. impacted my life in a way that. You know, that I felt like I had that purpose I needed. You know, I felt like I had a direction to go, you know, instead of fun, like I'm going on multiple paths, trying to uh, hoping that it will lead to something in the end. I will say, though, that during that transition process, one thing I did have to talk with my uh, my youth leaders, though, when they saw that I was hurting or saw that I was going through things is, you know, they would tell me, you know, all the time, you know, well, 
go to God for this, you know, go do this and, and do that and do this. And at the time, you know, of course, when I when you're hurting, and I know a lot of people can relate to this, when you're hurting, sometimes it's like, you know, before you give me, you know, before you give me the antidote or the the thing to my problem, you know, please hear me out first. You know, yeah. like here, you know, like it's like I have so much held in right now. Let so me much, just talk to you. Yeah, like you yeah. know, so much held in right now, so much that I that I need. It's like you know, like you're you would tell me, you know, like oh, you know, um, this is the solution. You know, you need to do this or you need to do that, and you'll be all better. When in reality, it's like at, at first, it's like no, it's not. You know, and so when I wrote this, it was like uh, too. It was like basically not only speaking from my own perspective but also from perspectives of others that can relate in that sense where they're holding so much in. And it's like, you know, please enter within for the first yeah. time, you know, and see me for me. And then through that, you know, learn from, you know, from what I'm going through and learn from the place that I'm in. So that way you you can help me open my heart so that when, uh, you know, so that during this process, I will start turning to, to Jesus and all these different things, you know. That I'll start going to, you know, that I'll start going to God in these different areas because right now it's like sometimes in this world, sometimes we're the only uh, God or Jesus people see, you know, because they never, you know, some of them never, never had, walk into the church yeah, never walked into the church or something. And so, you know, by your actions and the way that you carry yourself around others, let you be an example of God's love so mm -hmm. that when you direct me to the actual God and the actual Jesus, you know, it will be like, all right, Lord, you know, I surrender. Like, let me, let me, you know. Let me give this all to you and place it at your feet so that I can, you know, start growing in and, you know, mending what's been broken. That's right, man. I yeah. think a lot of people, I think they think, oh, in order to tell people that Jesus had to go and say, Jesus, you need to follow Jesus. Um, mm -hmm. I tell people, you really want people to see who Jesus is because it's not something to tell them who Jesus is because we know who Jesus is. You want mm -hmm. them to see Jesus and really know him. Mm -hmm. Love them. Mm -hmm. Love people and love them even if they'll never come. You know, there's a verse in the Bible that says, you know, basically like, don't waste your time on something that's not going to work. And people mm -hmm. take that, I'm, and I'm butchering that, but people take it so out of context. Love people. Even if you knew they'll never come to Jesus, you shouldn't love people so they go to Jesus because mm -hmm. you truly don't love them. You have mm -hmm. a checklist and you have an agenda and you're twisting the emotions and make them go somewhere. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you are with people and spend time with people just so they go to Jesus, I don't think you truly care about them. Care about people whether, whether they do it or not and you'll see them come to Jesus because people know. People know when you're when you're being real and when you're just trying to manipulate. But when you truly love people, I've had moments where I've been friends with people and I've loved on people for years, mm -hmm. and nothing happened. It's easy, but eh, no. But you just love them. You love them. You become friends with them. You become close with them, and then one day something happens, and you have a moment where they come to you because they know I can go to this person. Oh, I can go to Gabe. He's not going to judge me. Mm -hmm. Well, I can talk to him because he's he's going to genuinely hear me out. He's not going to laugh and push out. No. And then you have a moment. It takes one moment to get people to see and truly feel the love of Jesus. Just need one moment. And how do we get there? Love people. I guess yeah. the most important. Just love people. We have a world that knows what hate is and bickery is and, and oh, follow Jesus or he hates you. We know that. Okay? Mm -hmm. We don't need that. We need people who are going to love people. Yeah. No matter what. That's what this world needs right now is people who genuinely care about you. Not just care about you to get some gain, but genuinely care about where you're going, where you're at, and what you're going to do and will be with you through it all. Whether mm -hmm. it benefits you or not, we need people like that. Yeah, exactly. And like, um, and I, and I won't lie, you know, sometimes, 
you know, even as somebody now, you know, I, I don't have it all together. You know, mm -hmm. there's a lot of things in my life that, you know, I have so many questions about, you know, where I feel sometimes even unbalanced about, you know, and, you know, and the first person I go to obviously is God in a lot of it, you know, and ask him, you know, like, wh why is this going on in my life? You know, what should I do? You know, give me a sign, you know, that, you know, that everything in the end is going to be all right. And so, um, and so I, one thing I also will say too, for those of you who also do know God and also, you know, have that heart for people, you know, like where you authentically really want to help people and, you know, love on them and, and just these different areas. So like when you see somebody hurting, you want to be there for them. I won't lie. There's been times when going through my own struggles and through my own pain that when it comes to helping people, I sometimes tend to shut down. And it's like, you know, well, I need to fix this in my life first before I actually go and help somebody else. You know, because I'm, it's like, you know, well, because if I'm not in the right place, um, you know, in internally, then, you know, I'm not going to be of any use to somebody, to somebody else. But then at the same time, too, I would also encourage you to still go out there and do, and you know, and be that light to other people because, you know, what's crazy is like, you know, not every day is promised, you know, like how it says, you know, and, you know, and if God places this on your heart, you know, it's for a reason, you know, it's a, it's for a reason. If he places this on you so strongly that it's like, it's like one of those feelings you can't just shake off, yeah. you know, you can't just get rid of. It's because he has a purpose and, you know, a plan for that person. And the first step to reach out to him and to love on him is through you. And so, and, you know, and by sometimes, you know, saying, oh, maybe tomorrow or maybe I'll do it the next day or doing things like that. By doing that, sometimes, you know, it can ruin, you know, what what somebody could have been in store for that person that yeah. day. But and also I, there's something that somebody told me one time that said, you know, if if you don't go with the calling that God has asked you to, you know, he'll go to the next person to do to, you know, to yep. use them and stuff. And so take each day. You know, even though teach, take each day at a time and, you know, and see what the day brings and work on the things that are within you. But at the same time, always be willing to be open to help somebody else in the end. That's true. Yeah. You, you'll feel it when you're in ministry or God's calling, you'll feel it. In just the same way, you know, it's weird. You just feel it on your heart. In just the same way, when, you, when God's calling you home, mm -hmm. when he's calling you. I was watching Grey's Anatomy of Grace yesterday. I've yeah. never seen like Grey's Anatomy. I've heard about it, but I like watch it. Like she was watching it. I sat down and kind of got into it. Mm -hmm. And I don't really know the characters, but there's this one guy. It was like the end of the episode. And what happened? It's on this newest season. For those of you who watch Grey's Anatomy, you may know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. may not. I don't know. But there's this episode where one of the doctors or ER dudes, whatever he is, he almost got hit by a car. And according to Grace, explained to me, like, his ex-wife was a Christian, so he kind of had an idea about God, but he didn't really believe in it. Mm -hmm. So he almost gets hit by a car in this episode, and the whole episode goes through, and he's like, what's going on here? And at the end of the episode, he basically, he's telling his girlfriend, um... Why was it me? Why didn't I get it? Why didn't it happen to me? And he kept saying, like, I think there's something out there. They kept questioning. Like, you could see, like, and the actor played it off where you could see, like, it shook him. Like, he was, like, pondering, like, is there something real? Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times that happens to people. Like, we are so, we so were taught, God's not real. This ain't real. Yeah. And then something will happen that shakes us. And we have this, and like, it shakes you to your core, and you're like, but is there something? Mm -hmm. Is there something? Why would that happen? I think that's what the job of people who love Jesus are and are helping people in ministry is get people to think, I can't make you follow Jesus. I can't convince you. Mm -hmm. I can't do anything. I can't get you saved. Jesus saves you. So what we need to do as stewards, as as people who run with this, is to put this plant a seed. And you know, we always say, plant a seed. Yeah. Plant a seed. Make them think. Say something. Do something. Be, speak something. Like I've had it where I'll talk to people. 
and like you know god is pushing her like this is what's going on and i'll be like mm -hmm. are you struggling with this and like what and like that's it and you know help him out through that and later it just it sticks in your head mm -hmm. i remember my my pastor who's like my main mentor when i before i was really into church and stuff we were talking and he said something to me he's like are you struggling with this issue it's like yeah and like it made me think i was like how do you know that mm -hmm. how would he know that like it makes you think like that's not real and it, and it kind of open it opens your minds to possibilities mm -hmm. we shut our minds down but when you have things happen or people love on you and you see like why would they do it it kind of opens your mind to the possibilities and the possibilities of who god is and what he can do and mm -hmm. i think we, we need more of that we need to stop blocking off the possibility of who god is open your mind mm -hmm. and if you ask god to show himself and you have an op a genuinely open mind mm -hmm. he will and also i would say too like um from what i noticed too you know speaking about you know planting the seed um I noticed too that, you know, sometimes uh, us as Christians, you know, when we are going through a lot of stuff, um, you know, and things like that, or we see somebody go through a lot of stuff as well, sometimes when we see and have this burden on our heart to help somebody, we're like, all right, this is this is what I need to do to do this. Mm -hmm. I need to make sure I do this. I need to make sure I do that, you know, and, and you know, and it's like, you know, we're not even planting the seed anymore, but we're trying to take control of the whole situation and saying, you know, okay, I'm going to do this for that person. I'm going to say this to that person. Our ego's getting away. Yeah, and also, yeah. too, it's like basically we uh, – think of it think of it this way. Imagine up in, the, up in the sky or, you know, somewhere, you know, God is just right there, you know, sitting on his throne. Mm -hmm. You know, he places this thing, you know, on your heart from up there saying, you know, I want you to help this person. And so plant that seed for me, please, so that I can do the uh, – so I can do my work with him, you know. And so then we go over, we go over, and then we're ready to plant the seed, and we do. But then after that, we're like, you know what? We're going to keep going. We gotta yeah, it's like maybe grow. I'm going to start, maybe I'm going to start, you know, um, getting the field prepped. Maybe I'm going to start watering the seed. Maybe I'm going to start, you know, uh, sit right here to make sure that uh, that this seed is kind of completely go glowing uh, and uh, growing fully, yeah. you know, and stuff. And, like, basically... We're trying to take control of every aspect when God up here is like, I you know, need you to do it's this. like, I needed you to plant the seed because the watering, the, um, you know, the planting, you know, all that is what I'm, what is, was what I'm going to do. Yeah. And so what we're basically kind of doing sometimes is we're saying, you know what, God, I got this. We're playing God. And we're going up here you. and then, you know, and then doing the rest of it. Yeah. And, but then, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't be there, you know, for, yeah. for people, you know, after we plant, after we plant that seed and show God's love. You know, since we authentically do want to help, you know, help them, be there for them, that means, you know, obviously whenever they give us a call saying, you know, hey, I need help in this area, can you, can we talk? Or, you know, of course, you know, be there, you know, because that's another calling that God wants you to do. Because what you don't realize is that you spending time with that person and, you know, and, you know, and if you already have a relationship with that person, you know, you're still planting the seed daily. You know, it's not, it's just not a momentary thing where you plant a seed and then you just go. But I mean, if that person authentically is like, has these questions, you know, has like this authentic need to want to learn about, you know, God and he, or they just need somebody to listen, you know, you're planting the seed every single day. And, you know, and by that, by then through planting that seed, God behind the sidelines is doing his work, you know, in that person and also by taking care of them and, you know, and being there for them. There you're also helping yourself as well. You're also building yourself as well because you yeah. sometimes can learn from other things as well. And so, yeah. True. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Kind of shifting gears. Do you believe in karma? Karma? <laughs> I won't. Uh, I won't lie. Not so much. Okay. I would say. Yeah. Okay. Would you say? Would you? Would you? No. I got asked this. I'm asking you. Yeah. I got this asked this question a while ago. 
like a month ago by one of my friends who works with me, and I, and I was like, no, but I've been thinking about it a lot. Like mm-hmm. it's stuck there. And I'm like, what we were talking about earlier, when you like these things yeah. that stick there. And I've, and I've asked the people, and I don't think I do. And my reason is, so what karma is? Karma is I do to you, I get it back. Mm-hmm. If I cheat on you, I get cheated back. Yeah, you know, cause and effect. I mean, like I think that happens in the natural to an extent. Yeah. Like if I drunk and if I drink and drive, I might get in a car accident. But mm-hmm. I only ask karma. I think that's just cause and cause, cause effect. effect. And I don't yeah. think Jesus works that way. Because mm-hmm. what karma is is you get what you deserve. But I don't get what I deserve. Like yeah. what I did, what we deserve is hell. What we get is this. Like I don't believe in that. I think karma, personally, personally, what I think, people can believe what they want. Mm-hmm. What I personally think through my life experiences and my worldview is. Karma is a way to make sense of things that we don't understand. Mm-hmm. I think we like to do that. We make sense of things we don't understand. Why Why is the sky so big because of this? Why is there this? Why is there... We just, like, we try to make sense of things. Like, you ever have something crazy happen? Mm-hmm. Like, a traumatic experience? Like, someone died and you just... You're, like, stuck for a while. And you're just thinking, thinking, thinking. Because you're trying to make sense of it. Mm-hmm. I think us as humans want to make sense of life. And I think... I think, for me, I found, I found the reason. And I think it's God. Mm-hmm. And people don't have to believe in that. I mean, you can believe what you want, but I honestly think my purpose for life is Jesus. Yeah. And it's not because I read it or I was convinced, and be not and not only because I feel it. Because people are like you can feel a lot of things, you know, mm-hmm. like, but because I've seen things, and it makes sense to me, and it, and and it just it seems to me like things fall into place when Jesus is around, mm-hmm. and whenever he's not, it doesn't. And I think. I think he's just good. I think people have such a view of God, of hateful killer and all this, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't see it like that. I think he's good. I think he genuinely cares about people. I think he genuinely wants to be with you. Mm-hmm. And the fact that there's so much vastness in this world, mm-hmm. but he cares about you on an individual exactly. level. Like, if for people who are listening, like, if you don't believe in God, or if you do and you're unsure about, like, you're on the fence, because there's levels to where we're at, mm-hmm. like, just know God genuinely cares about you. And he even says where his prize, uh, where his prized in uh, possession, you know, and in uh, one scripture that actually reminds me of is, um, and I'm probably gonna, I'm probably butcher gonna it, butcher it, yeah, but it basically says, you know, um, you know, look at the the grass in the field and the flowers, and you know, in in all its splendor, and you know, it's, yet it's as clothed, you know, it's as clothed in beauty as much as Sol- Solomon was, you know, in his, in his days. So if he does that and takes care of the plants and everything around the world well, and, and feeds you. the birds in the skies, so uh, you know, and does all these so much, yeah. then how much more would he do for you? Yeah. And you know, and that's one of the things I, I love, you know. And it even says in the word too that you know, and like you said, it's our way of trying to make sense, make of sense of things, you know. But then at the same time, there's some things. That's why he says in, in his word, you know, to lay our faith and his trust mm-hmm. in him, you know, for, from past, present, and future, and not to worry about the troubles of tomorrow. For tomorrow will have its own, you know, yeah, but you know, focus on today, yeah. because in all reality. We were created, you know, because God because God loves us and He sees our value day to day. But when it comes to trying to understand the world around us, I believe that we were never really completely meant to. Do you know why? Because it also reminds me of another scripture where He says that Your ways are not our ways, and His thoughts are not our thoughts. Yeah. And so, and if He's a Creator that knows more than we can even fathom, you know, and He literally has everything in place, you know, from He knew us before we were even born, you know, yeah. and but He already knew what we were going to do, what we were going to become, then, you know, then us trying to figure this all out and justify or trying to realize, you know, make sense of this, 
is like in a sense you know it's it was never meant to be like that you know yeah and it was that's why god that is where god comes in to be that person to you know say hey put your trust in me and kind of like a gps you mm-hmm. know i'll lead you i'll lead you where you need to, your to destination. go destination yeah yeah all right that's cool it's a cool talk yeah it's hot right? in here i know that's it cool. is <laughs> yeah i turn the ac on we'll definitely do this again sometime yeah of course um, before we go there's one thing i ask all my guests at the end of everything if you had one moment and let's say everyone in the world is listening every language everyone you had everyone uninvited attention and you have a moment this is your stage everyone's listening what would you say I would say to to know that God is always there, but at the same time, too, that when you were born, God always had an amazing purpose for your life, and that there will always be times where the world will try to strip it away from you. There will even sometimes the people closest to you, but also the people that are distant. But at the same time, too, know your purpose and know who you are, and never let anybody change the amazing person that God had you, uh, made you to be from the start, you know, because... The world will always fade and things will always change and seasons will always come. But one thing that God is and will always be is he will always be everlasting and he will never change no matter what happens. And so just know that his purpose and plan for you, it will be the exact same. It will never change and it will always be there because he loves you with all his heart. That's good. That's good. Awesome. Where can, they find, where can people find you out on social media? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. That's probably where I go to the most, you know, for my stuff. So it, look up at Guyverse, which is a capital G, capital I, uh, V-E-R-S-E. There's no spaces, um, and only G and, G and I are the capitalized ones. So yeah. Guyverse, that's what's up. We're going to see in a single out come, come out soon. Hopefully, bro. Hopefully. Yeah. This is good, bro. Thank you for being on. Of course. Awesome. Thank you for having me. It's called a wrap. Bye-bye.